BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. TJ stopping at the free throw line, lobbing it up for the only child who reaches back and hammers it home. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jerem Jordan. Welcome to Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight it's a ball night for BYU and LA at LMU. I'm Jerem Jordan. Great to have you with us for the next hour as we get you ready for the Cougars and Lions. Right now, BYU crushing it. Four-game win streak firmly in the NCAA tournament. As of today, BYU has a net ranking of 24. This just in, that's good. That's the sorting tool that the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee uses, BYU 24th. Well, why aren't they ranked? Well, BYU is out four out in the AP poll, perhaps next week, maybe the week after that. We'll see if BYU keeps winning. Ken Pomeroy has BYU at 16th. That's the highest BYU's been since his jimmerness was roaming the Marriott Center. ESPN's BPI, 19th. KPI, 39th. I don't know how that one works and why BYU is like 20 behind in that one, but that's what it is. Tonight's game is a quad three for BYU with LMU being 229 in the net rankings. Basically, don't lose this game. BYU is a perfect 12-0 against quad three and quad fours this year, according to what the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee is looking at. And how do we know that? Well, a member of the committee works at BYU, or at least was on the committee for the last couple of years. His name's Tom Homel. He's given us some great insight into what the Selection Committee thinks and looks at. And finally, we have... Some numbers to look at with the NCAA tournament. Isn't it fun right now with BYU basketball to see what the Cougars are doing? It is awesome. In the West Coast Conference, the Cougars are in second place, three games behind Gonzaga, no surprise. One game ahead of St. Mary's and Pacific. If BYU can continue to win and beat everybody but Gonzaga and St. Mary's loses again to Gonzaga in a couple of weeks, the Cougars would finish in second, and that would be a great thing. We'll tell you why in a second. LMU is in eighth place at 2-8 and eight in league play. A reminder, the top two seeds in the West Coast Conference get a double bye to the semifinals of the conference tournament, which, by the way, begins three weeks from tonight. We're almost to that point. Can you believe it? The third and fourth place teams have a single bye into the quarterfinals. What it looks like is going to happen is BYU or St. Mary's could be the two. Pacific's still hanging around. Pacific is tied with St. Mary's for third. So if BYU keeps winning, they'll be the two seed, and they'll get a double bye and then probably match up with the likes of St. Mary's on uh, semifinal Monday in a couple of weeks. Right now, the Cougars are shooting the lights out. I've said it before, but BYU should always have a great shooting team. Why? What other religion has gyms in the churches? Mormons should be able to shoot the rock, and right now, these Mormons can, and the others that aren't Mormon. Gyms and churches scattered throughout the land and a beautiful practice facility. I mean, the Cougars should shoot the rock well, and boy, are they. BYU's number one in the country in three-point shooting at 42.6%. Oh, it's beautiful. Every player on the court can shoot the three. It's awesome. Second in effective field goal percentage. Third, just straight up in all shots. It is awesome. Five Cougars are shooting 40% plus from beyond the arc in league play. Five and three over 50%. Yoli Childs, Jake Toulson, Alex Barcelo, TJ Haas, and Connor Harding. Suffice it to say, in year one of Mark Pope, the Cougars are doing well. 19-7. and seven eight in league, and in the NCAA tournament as we speak. Tonight, it's BYU at LMU, and one of the men shooting the ball extremely well. He's been such a boon for this team defensively, shooting the ball. His name is Alex Barcelo. Here's the pregame conversation with Jason Shepard. Five regular season games remaining. It's pretty crazy to think that WCC tournament is almost here. No, definitely, for sure. I mean, that's what we were kind of talking about today, just as 
I mean, it's I mean, we're preparing for this next week. We really only got four more weeks left until the championship game of the WCC tournament. So, Do you feel like, and I know that coaches and players always want to build and start playing your best basketball this time of year. So do you feel like you guys are doing that and building to where you want to be at this time of year? Definitely, for sure. I mean, like offensively we're moving the ball so well right now and I think that we're only uh, gonna be able to click more with each other and, and build that chemistry as these four weeks move on um, but also on the defensive end we're, we're improving defensively uh, just with our defensive rotations and, and, and guys uh, just getting out to shooters and just being as uh, the best team that we can on the defensive end well offensively the, the whole team is shooting the ball well that's been well documented all season long but you I think you're shooting 50 percent from the field and almost 50% from three, you're having a fantastic year shooting the basketball. How good is your shot feeling right now? Um, it's feeling pretty good. Uh, I mean, my teammates trust me shooting the ball, and my coaches and staff trust me shooting the ball, and they're very confident that it's going to go in most of the time. So I'm just trying to stay locked in and, and continue to, to get better with my shot as, as each day goes on. So just staying locked in with it and just keep shooting how I am. In terms of starting to play your best basketball towards the end of the year, it's not very often that a team with five regular season games remaining can add the type of talent you guys are adding at this point of the year. You're getting <laughs> Gavin back. And I know he's still working through some minutes, but Trevin Nell is now back. Yoli obviously is back now a couple of games. But to be able to add that type of talent and get closer to 100%, that's got to feel great knowing that you have a full complement of guys. Definitely, for sure. And, I mean, these past few days of practice have been huge in that just uh, getting them, like, in with our chemistry. You know, Gavin hasn't run it with us a lot, but now that he's in, I mean, just getting him a lot of reps so he feels comfortable in our offense and then on the defensive end as well, um, just so he's locked in and he's ready to go when, when the time comes, and we all know that he's going to be. What do you remember from the last time you guys faced LMU? You guys gave up a season low of 38 points, 19 points in the first half, 19 points in the second half. One of the great defensive performances you guys had. What do you remember from that game, and what do you now look forward to now that you face them again? The, their team as a whole plays really hard. You know, they got a lot of guys that crash the boards really well, um, and they got some some talent on the offensive end, but we're going to come in just like we take every game, and, and we're going to be pre as prepared as we can for it, and we're going to know that it's a, it's a battle no matter what game it is. Well, and Coach Pope was even talking about how, and obviously basketball to a certain extent is going towards positionless basketball anyway. He said especially with a team like LMU, they don't really have a true big or a yeah. true point guard. So how does that change things? Is it, is it different to face a team like that? Um, it is a little bit different, but the same. I mean, we're going to run our same defensive schemes like we always do, and uh, you know, we're going to we're going to just stay locked into to what we've been doing because it's, it's been working well for us. So, um, just knowing that none of the guys really have a position, and I mean, they're they're a pretty big starting lineup as of now, like what they've lately been playing. So, just being able to know that going into the game and then being able to have these few days to prepare for it, it's huge. We talked about your game and, and how, how well you're playing. Where do you feel like maybe there's still room for improvement for you? Um, def always. I mean, there's always room for improvement. I think on the defensive end especially, um, I try to be as uh, the best defender that I can and the best uh, team defender that I can. That means rotating in gaps, having bottom when, when a guy gets beat off the drive. But um, just being able to talk more um, defensively and then on the offensive end, just continuing to be uh, as efficient as possible and making the right play. Ask him about our Fortnite wins that we just got last night. <laughs> so that was Evan Troy. Since he brought it up, I'll ask you, what's, what's the story with the Fortnite? 
Uh, Evan's Evan's a pretty good Fortnite player. He kind of got me playing it again. So we we got two dubs in the last couple days. So we're, we've been on a roll in that. So who do you hang out with the most? By the way, when you're when you're not on the court, who do you room with? Who do you hang out with the most? So I probably hang out with Zach and then his wife Katie the most. Um, just. We, we've kind of built a pretty close relationship, me and him, and then also uh, my roommates, uh, Evan, Blaze, and then uh, a guy named Ben uh, who isn't on the team, but um, he's, a, he's a great guy. And uh, we kind of all just hang out around the house, and then, like, Zach and Katie and I will go to, like, Nickel City, or we'll, we'll find something to do on the weekends or on our, on our downtime. Is there anybody that's the designated clean roommate? Like, are you all pretty <laughs> clean, or is there somebody that's kind of that guy? Uh, we're all pretty clean. We try to stay on top of each other, and if someone like the dishes aren't done, we'll, we'll get on each other for that. We'll be like, all right, it's your turn to do the dishes, and, and we, we like to keep our house pretty clean. This team has done a really nice job on the road. Do you guys look forward to going on the road, especially when you're getting out of 30-degree weather and heading to California? Oh, definitely, for sure. I mean, I know I'm looking forward to it because I've been freezing these past few weeks to months, um, just wearing as many jackets as I can. So it's going to be nice to get out of the cold weather, um, and I know these guys are looking forward to it as well, but... I mean, we love road trips just because it's a time for us to bond. You know, it's away from school, so we, we get a—I mean, we're with each other the whole yeah. trip. So it, it's it's good for our chemistry as a team, and then also just uh, being able to play great basketball with each other because we love playing together. Everybody has said that. Legitimately, this team just gets along, and I understand that success doesn't—you don't always have to have that to be successful on the court, but it certainly helps, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we like to tell each other, and our coaching staff likes I mean, we think we have the best locker room in the country, you know. Um, no matter who's getting points or who's getting assists or whatever it may be, I mean, this team is really locked into being a together group, and I think that's what is has been making us so special is because these guys really embrace that, and we hold each other accountable to that standard. Appreciate the time. Uh, good luck on the road. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That's a great point. And Jonathan Tavernari was on BYU Sports Nation this morning and mentioned just how important that is for this team. And when Yoli Childs came back, that was a huge deal, sacrificing a potential pro career for this team. In come Alex Barcel, in comes Jake Toulson. And now we've seen this is a special BYU team, and it's been fun. And what a season for Alex Barcel. He started every game, averaging 10 a game, shooting 49% from three overall, 57% in league play, which is crazy awesome. And this season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives for each three-pointer BYU makes. And they've made a lot. Mountain America will donate 50 bucks to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next... We'll head to the Gersten Pavilion in L.A. for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jerem Jordan with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back. It's great to have you. BYU and LMU about 47 minutes away from the top of the hour. We'll take you right up to that tip with Greg Rubel. And now the man we'll chat with next live from Gersten Pavilion. He could get you a rebound. He could give you a few fouls. He could give you a layup. He could give you a three if you really needed it. His name is Mark Durant, and he is live at Gersten Pavilion. Mark, how is L.A. today? Jerem, hello, my friend. L.A. is fantastic, beautiful weather. We'll get to Mark in just a moment as soon as we have him from Gersten Pavilion. Uh, Mark Durant will join us in a minute. Okay, let's go to Mark Durant now. Mark, can you hear me? Jerem, Jerem, hello. 
I cannot hear Mark out here, but I'm sure what you're saying is amazing. We'll figure that out on our end. We'll figure it out on our end uh, and have Mark Durant here in just a moment. But BYU and the team sheet looking good so far. 24 in the net ranking, as mentioned. BYU in uh, quad one games right now, two and five. And this evolves because teams fluctuate in their net ranking from uh, getting more wins, obviously, themselves or opponents having a, a better ranking as well. Uh, as, and as soon as I can hear Mark, I'll let you guys know in the studio here. Two and five in quad ones. BYU's played three of the top four teams in the country in San Diego State, Gonzaga, and Kansas, uh, which is wild. BYU 0 and 3 in those games, all without Yoli Childs. And guess who's in town next week? Second-ranked Gonzaga in the Marriott Center. So it'll be interesting to see if BYU can be more competitive in that game. Could BYU pull off the upset? And that would certainly help potential seeding for BYU. A seven seed, according to Joe Lenardi in Bracketology. Could BYU climb even higher? I don't imagine that BYU will get as high as, say, a five seed. But if they beat Gonzaga, potentially. I think BYU is probably going to be in the seven, eight, nine, ten range. And you want to avoid that 8-9 game. Oh, that's the worst game. We've seen BYU in that game a bunch in the Dave Rose era. Uh, BYU playing Xavier and playing Texas a a couple of times. It's kind of an even matchup. And even if you win, you're playing a one seed. So that can be trouble. Hopefully BYU gets something like a 6 or 7. And even, frankly, being a 10 or 11 would be better than being an 8 or 9. And so BYU in a 7 spot, according to Joe Lenardi, most credible bracketologist out there, in my opinion. Utah State has become a quad one win. Uh, that is one of the two. The other is St. Mary's at home. Uh, and, excuse And Houston. Uh, sorry, St. Mary's at home is a quad two at the moment. The road game was a quad one. That's an overtime game. One of three BYU has played, uh, and they've lost all of those. Uh, only one with Yoli Childs involved. Boise State was a loss on the road that BYU wished they could have back. That was without Yoli Childs. Uh, BYU had a shot to win that one. Uh, San Francisco uh, wasn't in overtime, but that's a loss. It's a quad two. But it hasn't hurt BYU. BYU, the nice thing, BYU has not had a bad loss this year. Now, you could hey, up nine in the second half on San Diego State, that's a bad loss. I would, I would argue that it's not a bad loss, according to the committee. Certainly, being up nine at home is a game you want to get, uh, but that's the number one overall team, according to Net right now, which is which is wild. San Diego State, we, that was game two. I don't know about you, but I didn't think San Diego State was going to be one of the top five teams in the country when they visited Provo in November. But that was a game that turns out to be the best game BYU's played in terms of the net ranking. BYU's yet to have a bad loss, as I mentioned. 4-0 in quad three, 8-0 in quad four. Again, there's a sorting tool depending on where you play the games, this net ranking. And I could hear Mark Durant for a second there a moment ago, guys. Uh, We'll get to Mark Durant as soon as we can from Gersten Pavilion and get his thoughts on LMU and BYU coming up. Uh, But BYU, again, the the resume looks good. The resume looks good right now for BYU. Avoiding some bad losses would certainly help the Cougars. Tonight potentially could be one of those. Sounds like we do have Mark Durant. Mark, can you you hear me? Hi. Jerem. It's great to hear you. How you doing? I felt like I was talking to my wife because – I was talking, and you couldn't hear me. You weren't paying attention. You weren't listening. I'm going to stay out of that one. (laughs) Okay, let's get to a quicker and abbreviated conversation here. But first off, uh, Gersten Pavilion, the home of Hank Gathers, they're going to put up a statue for Hank and honor him at the end of the month here. What what do you remember about that 1990 team at LMU? Oh, man, a lot. I mean, that was my era, and they scored like 190 points a game, it seemed like, (laughs) all the time. And and Hank was amazing and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I was on my, I think I was on my mission uh, the year that he was playing. But wow, that was a fun, exciting team. And such a tragic uh, end to that story. But what a great, great uh, memory he is, and, and so important to this institution, and and uh, rightly deserves the statue. And, and uh, I, I mean, just great memories from from the kind of basketball they played. It was just so unique. It was almost like. BYU's football team of the 80s, just the way they scored it, the way they did it, it was so exciting, and everyone was talking about it. So it's uh, it's always fun to be here and see his, uh, you know, number retired up on the wall and, and all that, Kimball and all those guys. So, I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool. BYU's in second place currently. They have a chance to hold that if St. Mary's doesn't upset Gonzaga and kind of everything holds serve because they have two non-St. Zaga, as I like to call it, losses. BYU only has the one. Tonight is an opportunity to kind of stay in second place, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of all. You're just trying to – they're in such a good spot, Jerem, right now. And you just got to keep the momentum going. You, you get a win here. You maybe get a win Saturday. And you're looking at the top 25, and everybody's got you penciled in the bracket. You're looking at the two seed. Get that quadruple St. Tuple by or whatever you get when you're a two seed. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, it's just all sitting there for you. You know what I'm saying? And you just can't drop it. You can't let it slip away from you. And this, you know, this LMU team is not having a great year. But, you know, I'm looking at all their scores. And uh, I, their last game, they're at Gonzaga, only lost by 18. That's actually a close game for it's Gonzaga. closer than BYU had, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, they lost. But every game that they lose, they're, they're right there. And that makes me a little nervous. And this is a chance, you know, they're – chopping at the bit to get a, a big win and they uh, you know uh, so i mean this is this is a dangerous game so i hope BYU comes in with the, the right attitude take care of business work hard get it done don't give any false confidence for LMU. you don't let them stay in this game and you just and you leave here you're a businessman you take care of business you leave and then you move on to the next one and, and not let this be the one that can take away all the good things you've done up to this point it's been five or six weeks since the first matchup between these two, but this was the defensive gem of the season, perhaps, for BYU. A 63-38 win. Do you expect anything remotely close to that? Well, it'll be a lower-scoring game. Uh, you know, that's kind of LMU's modus operandi, and that's how they could have a chance in this game is to really slow it down. But if BYU can get a bit of a lead, they'll have to play a little bit quicker. I don't know that you'll see another 38 points from LMU, that was pretty impressive from BYU. But, you know, I, I think with the way BYU's playing offensively, it's going to be really tough for LMU. And if BYU can get to around you know, 65, 70 points, they'll win this game because I just don't know that LMU will have the offensive firepower to keep up with BYU if they can do that. They'll, like I said, they'll t- take, the, take the air out, play very physical, and, and try and stay in the game that way. But uh, I think if BYU can get a little bit of a lead and uh, do their thing, I mean, it's just – what I worry about, Jerem, is that one of these games are going to have an off night, and they really haven't had a lot of them, but every team does, and so you just hope that you can keep shooting at the high rate that they're doing and keep the ball ball going, and if they can do that, they'll win tonight, but again, a dangerous game. We're chatting with Mark Durant live from Gerson Pavilion in L.A. Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen Oren proudly present keys to the game, so Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I, I think uh, if BYU can be up around nine or ten threes, and they've done it, what, five times in a row, double-figure threes, and, and keep LMU to five or five or six or seven or eight, somewhere in that upper single digit, there's just no way I, I think that LMU can, can 
match BYU's firepower. So I'm saying if BYU can, uh, you know, get that double-digit three, there's just no way they're going to lose this game. Okay, sounds good. That sounds like a great plan. It sounds like the basketballs are full of air behind you. They just sound amazing. Well, we had the Democratic debate. There was a lot of hot air in this building uh, that <laughs> night. And so we, the balls are sufficiently inflated. It's good to know. It's good to know, Tom Brady. Mark, we appreciate the time. Thanks. We'll hear hey. from you coming up in a bit. Thanks, Jeremy. See you. Okay, that's Mark Durant from Gersten Pavilion in Los Angeles. And, yeah, the basketball is just – that's great audio. Just bang right near the microphone. That's fantastic. Okay, coming up after a quick timeout, we'll look at some of the other scores in college hoops. Utah in action against Oregon State, uh, BYU women as well, and around the West Coast Conference. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jerem Jordan. Welcome back. We're getting you ready for BYU and LMU. Let's get through some scores uh, around the West Coast Conference and around the country. San Francisco at Santa Clara right now in West Coast Conference play. The Don's up 36-27 on the Broncos. In addition to BYU and LMU tonight, Portland at Pacific and San Diego at Pepperdine. St. Mary's and Gonzaga are off. The BYU women's basketball team playing across the street in the Marriott Center right now. Fourth quarter up 51-32 with 7-11 to go on St. Mary's. BYU softball in action, top of the sixth at San Diego State. BYU up one to nothing uh, In college hoops, top 25 scores. Iowa trailing by 12 to Indiana. So if you're hoping BYU gets ranked, Illinois lost last night to Michigan State and Colorado and Oregon playing right now. Colorado up five, one of those two teams. Uh, 16th Colorado, 17th Oregon will lose as well. So an opportunity there for BYU. Utah and Oregon, uh, Oregon State. Utah down 19 with 10 minutes to go in the second half. Uh, Washington State is at UCLA tonight. That's of interest due to UCLA being a quad two now for BYU. You want the Bruins to win. And uh, a couple of NBA scores to go through as well. The Thunder, with 8.3 seconds left, are up five on the Pelicans. By the way, Zion Williamson becomes the fourth teenager in NBA history to go back-to-back 30-plus point games. How about that? He's a teenager? Are you kidding me? And with 26 seconds left, the Clippers at Celtics. That game is tied. Coming up. BYU and LMU, as mentioned, a quad three game, one that BYU needs to win, favored by 11.5. Cougars firmly in the bracket. You don't want to disrupt what's going on right now. Mark Durant mentioned it. He's hoping that BYU continues to not have that off night. The Cougars have made 10 plus threes, five games in a row. They've done that 14 times this season. This is probably the greatest three-point shooting team in BYU history. Can they do it again? We're about 32 minutes away from BYU and LMU. After the break, Greg Rubel and Mark Durant will join you from Gersten Pavilion. That'll do it for us. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America's cash bonus on balance transfers. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside Gersten Pavilion in Los Angeles, California, for game one of BYU's two games, Southern California Road Swing. Tonight, it is the Cougars of BYU at LMU on the third to final weekend of West Coast Conference competition. The second-place Cougars visiting the eighth-place Lions with surging BYU looking to take care of business against the slumping home team. BYU's won four straight while LMU has dropped four in a row. I am your play-by-play broadcaster, Greg Grubel. With me is my 23-season broadcast partner, the former BYU Ironman, Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, this season of uh, ups and downs, players in and out, has taken us here with BYU now at full strength, uh, one win away from another 20-win season, poised for a two-seed in Las Vegas right now, potentially a favored seed in the NCAA tournament. All the Cougars have to do is, well, win the games they're supposed to win, and tonight's game is another one of those. So I'm here in Los Angeles, Greg, with my wife, Marilee, a little Valentine's weekend. I know that crimps our style a little bit, Greg. I know how you get jealous of being with me, but we wake up, I'm like, you know, we didn't have anything planned, and, and I realize... There's a golf tournament going on in Los Angeles. The PGA Tour is in town. Tiger's hosting Tiger an event. Tiger is here, and I, it didn't even occur to me. And I, I got to go to this. My wife's a big golfer, so we just get up, get on, go. We're, we're at Riviera. We're watching the golf tournament. We're watching Tiger Woods. Uh, followed him around for a couple of holes, playing with Justin Thomas. Then we followed Tony Finau and uh, and Jordan Spieth. We're in a group together. I mean, it was you know me. This is like yeah. a dream coach. I've never been to a PGA event. It is, I was right there. I mean, I could reach out and touch Tiger. Anyway, but the thing that impresses me when you, when you're following Tiger, it is a freaking madhouse. I mean, every other group, you're just like it's like church. So, but Tiger's got thousands and thousands of people. But what really impressed me, just a little bit, I saw of him was. There could have been a million people, but he was all by himself. He was so focused. Every shot, so focused. All these things going on, he was just there to do a job and didn't look at anybody. He went and got the job done. Doesn't matter who he's playing with, the the circumstances, he hit the shots. He approached every shot the same way. Great, great focus. And that's kind of, you know, obviously, (laughs) that's a stretch for an analogy here, but BOU's in a great spot got a lot of things going on you've got to keep the focus you've got to take care of business you can't slip up you can't miss hit a shot you've got to make the shots and uh, i'm excited to see what BYU can do here lmu is not a great team but a team that can beat byu if they're not ready to go this is a good test a really good team does not lose this game tonight greg we'll see what byu's got we'll see if the kooks can uh, hit them straight tonight after the break we'll get our pregame preview from the other mark byu head coach mark pope as the zions bank cougar pregame coach the show continues live from los angeles on the new skin byu sports network you're tuned to the cougar pregame coaches show for more with head coach mark pope let's rejoin your host greg rubel Live from Los Angeles, it is BYU and LMU. The Cougars and Lions meeting for a 20th time as WCC colleagues. BYU's won 16 of the previous 19 conference matchups. The Cougs 6-2 here at Gersten, last losing here two years ago. BYU captured last season's game on this floor. The second of now three straight wins for the Cougars against the Lions. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And after this morning's shoot-around, I asked Coach Pope about finally getting, well, really his entire team together for the crucial stretch run toward the madness of March. 
Yeah, it's interesting because it just it almost makes you feel more. Um, you know, it's always the changing dynamics. I think that are as much as anything. Certainly, we're glad to have Trev back, and we're so glad to have Gav in the mix. And and so, but it also adds to the variables in the equations you need to consider as you try and figure things out. And it's a good problem to have. Uh, we're really excited to have those guys for the stretch run here, and and um, you know, hopefully we can we can get even better. You just hit the key words: stretch run. We're in it. Yeah, we're in it. It's. Um, you know, this is where every team gets some. You know, every team makes a decision where they're gonna they're gonna double down on their intensity and fight and togetherness, or they're gonna let it just the stress of the season get to them. And, and this is a test of, of our locker room to see, you know, how much tougher and stronger and more energetic and more intense we can get in this run. And if we do that, we're gonna have great success. And if we can't do it, then then uh, it's gonna be a struggle. What's the nature of the challenge when taking on teams this weekend who aren't playing for the same things you are? Um, you know, I don't know. You know, you always, of course, we drive ourselves crazy speculating, right? Sometimes you think maybe they're going to be less interested. Maybe sometimes you think maybe they're going to be uh, more free and just make every shot because they're so loose. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the, the more time we spend uh, thinking about the other the mentality of the other team the more we're getting sucked into the wrong thinking what we have to focus on is we got to like 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 i said we have to double down on us getting better on us being competitive we gotta we gotta be smart enough and veteran enough and experienced enough to understand that these games are this is genuinely the hardest game we've ever played all season long and, and that's how you build a championship program and and so our guys have, have been really successful about about really working their mentality coming into games and, and certainly that's crucial for every single game as we go down the stretch here. You opened the conference season against LMU. What do they look like to you now? Well, they've changed a little bit, at least recently. I don't know what they're going to put out on the floor tonight, but they've kind of gone away from their guards. You know, they had the injury and then um, so they were starting Jawara and they've kind of gone away from him and Williams. They're really not playing very much. They're kind of playing all, you know, all twos, threes, and fours, uh, and and you know the truth is is that between uh, 34 and and 23 and zero, they're they're three bigs. You know, those guys are getting the 50% of their touches right now. So um, it's uh, you know they're a different look right now, but the same flavor. They'll try and you know they just keep the defensive end incredibly messy. It's kind of their calling card this year. So they're just going to try and confuse you and trick you up and try and get you to to do things early and and uh um and and so that's you know we we got to be solid and strong we have all the answers we just need to be patient enough and aggressive enough to to you know to find openings and and on the defensive end it, they they're the same as they have been everything goes through eli scott he's uh he is truly the stir the straw the straw that stirs the drink and and uh, they go through him on everything. They have some guys that can get hot. 34 has made some shots. 20, of course, can really make shots. 35 had a great night against Gonzaga. Uh, 23 has, you know, become a, a really forceful driver, you know, on pick-and-pop situations. So he's got some help, but everything goes through him. You're averaging 80-plus points per game. Scored 63 in the win that you had over them at, at, at your place, but that's the kind of game you sometimes find yourself in. Yeah, you know, this is, uh, the, 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 we ex, you know, you never know. We'll be ready for everything, but we expect the tempo of this game to be really slow and ugly and messy and frustrating, and, 
and this will be a test of how we've grown in terms of our ability to deal with frustration during a game and and i'm excited for it because that's going to be a part of every game this game may be a part uh, more than most all right here's to the start of what we hope is a, a successful and big weekend coach thanks for the preview we'll talk to you post game thanks greg that is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show live from Gersten Pavilion in Los Angeles on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans, welcoming you back inside Gersten Pavilion on the LMU campus here in Los Angeles, California for some late night hoops, 19-7 BYU, 8-3 in the WCC, visiting 8-16 LMU. The Lions taking a step back this season. They've come into tonight at 2-8 in league and on a four-game losing skid overall. They dropped the last three meetings against BYU. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from courtside. Our statistician is BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Jerem Jordan is our studio host in for Jason Shepard tonight. Our control board operator is the ever-vigilant Jack Bagley. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our BYU Radio engineer, Barry Squires, and our broadcast intern back at BYU Radio is... Jeffrey Carroll coming to you live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Uh, BYU's last game was a 14-point home win over San Francisco, a game that BYU led by 25 before some late-game slippage. And it was uh, after that game that USF head coach Todd Golden called BYU a juggernaut. In talking about how his team guarded Yoli Childs, Coach Golden spoke about choosing what you're willing to live with and what you're not. And if you choose not to leave three-point shooters and single-team childs, you might go for 32 like you did against USF. If you double yo, you risk getting picked apart by a great post-passer in childs and the best three-point team in the country. So, Mark, BYU truly is right now a pick-your-poison team and a team looking increasingly lethal as the postseason approaches. Yoli is just so important to have on the floor. He, He literally changes the game. I'd be interested to know, this is a project for you, Greg, because I don't want to have to spend the time to do just to see how much better the team shoots from three. We know they're the best team, but how much better they shoot with the games that Yoli has played in. I bet it's a lot higher because teams really have to be concerned with stopping Yoli down low, and that frees up shooters. And you mentioned Yoli's a great passer. If you don't double-team him, he's going to kill you like he did the other night against San Francisco. He changes how teams... Not only how his team plays, but how teams can play you. And it makes such a big difference. And just a terrific player. He's going to be all-time, all-time, all-timer. And uh, as, as you know, as a BYU fan before being a broadcaster, the fact that he came back and wanted to do all of this says a lot about the guy. And, and BYU fans should just, just praise Yoli's name because 
he, he decided to come back and help this team, and he really is helping this team and has transformed them to be from being a very good team, which they were, to being, I think, can be a great team. And it could be a milestone night for the Cougars tonight and for Yoli Childs. He's five rebounds away from 1,000 for his BYU career. Only Kyle Collinsworth topped the 1,000-rebound plateau. You had some crazy tweet that it was only he and, uh, Bill, Cartwright. and Bill Cartwright. That could be 2,000, oh. 1,000, guys. I mean, ever in the conference, and you're with Bill Cartwright. Yeah. I mean, wow. All right, coming up after the break, we'll hear from LMU assistant coach Jeff Strom as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from L.A. on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Out to BYU and LMU tipping at the top of the hour. The Cougars playing for a 20th win on the season and a fifth straight win overall and to stay solo second place behind league-leading Gonzaga in the WCC standings. LMU all but mathematically destined for the Thursday play-in games at the conference tournament. The Cougars have their eye on the triple bye to the tournament semifinals on that final four Monday in Las Vegas. Triple, now they call it double by often, but it's really a triple because you don't play Thursday, you don't play Friday, you don't play Saturday. So it's a triple bye, if you will, in Las Vegas, and BYU's on track for that. Now, LMU comes into tonight on a four-game losing skid. Uh, they're 2-8 and eight in the league with o- their only wins coming against the two teams trailing them in the standings, San Diego and Portland. But uh, they've got a great player in Eli Scott. They play a grinding game that often leads to you know, low-scoring slugfest, kind of mucky games, and even good teams like BYU can look not so great. The Cougs scored 63 and shot 43% in their win over LMU last month in Provo. LMU had last Saturday off. Lions last played a week ago tonight. It was a road loss at Gonzaga. Now comes the home game against BYU. Short time ago, I asked Lions assistant coach Jeff Strom about having a a few extra days to prepare for BYU, one of the best offensive teams in college basketball. You know, the biggest thing, probably not just for BYU, but for our guys. You know, you're hitting that dog days. You're hitting the grind. They've been going. I mean, we, we haven't had a Saturday off this year yet. And so for them and with schools right in the middle, right now we're hitting midterms. And so them, it was a chance to, for them physically, body to step away, mentally to step away a little bit and get a little recovery time, you know. And so that's been good, you know. And obviously, uh, to be frank, we didn't prepare any different from BYU than we did the opponent last Thursday. We spent our two days and then the game day. And so we used it more to get ourselves healthy, and they needed it. Lineup-wise, I think you're at around 10 starting lineups so far this year. Well, you know, it's a necessity. I mean, you look at our team, we really had four starters coming back. So you thought you'd have four starters penciled in for every game this year. And then you'd find a fifth out of all the new guys. Well, you lose three starters before the season even starts, and anybody's going to deal with that. And so, no, so it's been young guys. One game they're good, next game they're not, because that's why they're young. That's, you know, the old Abe Lemons, you know, the only good thing about a freshman is they become sophomores, you know. And so that's part of it. And so... You know, the role definition that we would have had with four guys, you know, 
coming back at starters with great experience, you know, with Eli being one. Really, we had five technically. You know, Eric didn't always start, but uh, technically we had five, and so that changes things. And so, yeah, so it's been out of necessity, and you just ebbs and flow of young kids. Eli is as good a passer as there is in the game, but if you're looking for a prototypical point guard, we may not necessarily see one with the current group right now. No, not at all. You know, and, and you know, and one thing with Eli, he would rather pass than score, which is a rarity in today's world. You know, and that's refreshing. And um, at times, you almost, he almost passes to a fault, which is you know, which is a good thing. Not so always good for coaching, but uh, but no, and that, and he's done it. Well, I think people in the league, and I think everybody hadn't given him. You know, he had never played one second of point guard ever. You know, until the injuries boom, and now he has to. He's done an amazing job. I'll say. You know. 17 points, and he'll join Anthony Ireland, right? In some pretty exclusive territory with points, rebounds, assists. Yeah, exactly. You know, he had the first triple-double in the history of the program. and But people, I think, forget just the simple things of, you know, having to call the offense, having to read the offense. Have, and then during the middle of, a, a middle of a game, he'll go from having to be the point guard to initiate this and that, and now all of a sudden he's posting up, you know. And that's not easy. I don't care what level, you know. And, and – uh, He's done a heck of a leadership, and then he's having to play, you know, he's playing uh, high 35, 37, 38 minutes, so now you're having to guard the point, you're having to guard a big, you're having, he's done a heck of a job, you know, and I, I always tease him, I said, no one's going to be happier to get those three guys back next year and incoming recruits than you, and he goes, yeah, no kidding. Right. What do you take out of the first game with BYU, and what do you think of the Cougs right now? You know, and I'm probably biased because two of your assistants, one played for me, and I love him dearly, and then one of your assistants, I hired him as our as a GA manager slash, and so I'm talking about Coach Burgess and Cody Feger, right? Yes, exactly, and I love them. They're family. You know, Chris said it best last time. He goes, Coach, I love you. You know, and he goes, No coach taught me more than you, and he's fabricating, of course, but he made me feel good. But no, I love him. So, you know, obviously, except for two nights out of the year, I root for him. You know, but I one thing I they've done it. It's not an easy transition to come into a new program and they had seniors and veterans everybody oh that's easy well it is in some state but in some ways it's not because now you're asking guys who are sitting away they got to adjust to you and I think their staff done an incredible job I think they've adjusted to the players more than the other way around they've done an incredible job you know and, and you know if I'm a Cougar fan which obviously I'm not right. <laughs> uh, what a fun team to watch the way they score the way they share the ball you know and and uh, the way they shoot the three. And so, I, you know, I, I think they've done an, you know, obviously I'm biased because I love those guys, but right. they've done an incredible job. Well, Coach Strom, thanks again for the time. We'll see you in your group down in Vegas. Great. Look forward to it. Thanks. All right, that is LMU assistant coach Jeff Strom. Time now for our UB the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Yoli Childs is on pace to become BYU's first ever 2,000-1,000 player. 2,000 points and 1,000 rebounds. We talked about that earlier. So who are BYU's five players with 2,000-plus points and one player with 1,000-plus rebounds? The answers are coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. 
Getting set for BYU and LMU here in Los Angeles. First up, the answer in tonight's UB the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Yoli Childs on pace to become BYU's first ever 2,000-1,000 player. That is 2,000 points and 1,000 rebounds. Who are BYU's five players at 2,000 points and one player at 1,000 rebounds? Tyler, Jimmer, uh, Danny. Devin, Danny, Mike, and then Kyle. You got it. We'll take a break. More BYU basketball after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, so BYU and LMU coming right up. T.J. Haas will tonight play in his 128th consecutive game, and that ties... You! It ties you, Mark Durant, for third place all-time at BYU. sucker, man. Doesn't he have enough records already? (laughs) Give me something. Just leave it alone, TJ. Mark remains the beloved BYU Ironman, no matter what TJ does. I was in first place at one point. Now these guys keep passing me. All right, BYU and LMU tipping it next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show from Los Angeles on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.